Abby. And I'm Georgie. Coming to you with chats about all aspects of design, creativity and its influence on life. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. This, this is, is Creative Clinks. Hi. This is so exciting. Welcome to the first episode of Creative Clinks. You're listening to Barbie at the moment and this is my beautiful friend Georgie. G'day, g'day. Georgie. I'm so excited that we're finally doing this. We like, are. This has been a long way in the making. But yeah, no, we're here. We're in the Sunshine Coast. Um, we're, look, we're stacked up in a, a lovely office area with pillows and acoustic <laughs> panels of some description. Super professional. Very profesh. But no, here we are. And um, let's just dive straight into it. So we, we're called Creative Clinks, which fundamentally we're here to just talk about different creative things or just talking about, I guess, how people find themselves creative or what kind of path they went on. And the clinks part, well, we do love a good wine. So we do. Of we course, do. we've got to include that, of course, because that's the important stuff. Yeah. So pretty much we met through uni. Uh, I studied a Bachelor of Communication Design. And Barbie, what did you study again? I did Bachelor of Interior Design Commercial. And um, so, yeah, we all met through an online <laughs> a group project because that uh <laughs> look we crushed it the other members not so much so because we're so fabulous we thought well we must stay in touch and yeah we've just been in touch ever since and everything started rolling I remember the day that Barbie you sent me that message on Facebook and you're just like oh, one word podcast and oh just been g'd up ever since so we've definitely literally just so awesome that we're here now we're going to be looking at getting different guests on on creative clinks and talking about their journey you know because i feel like creative or creativity doesn't just stop at illustration or design role i think it's everywhere i think you can find it as being a florist which is probably another more literal sense of being creative but even like a, an electrician for instance or a dancer they're all different forms of creativity in my opinion and yes. i think it'd be really fun to be able to dive into that Definitely. Yeah. Creativity literally is like the essence of life. That's what I believe anyway. So <laughs> we are going to delve into that um, in future episodes, which is very exciting. Yeah. And so hopefully we're going to be looking at getting guests on every second episode or so. Mm -hmm. So we'll definitely be able to see where we go. But let's just dive into it. And like we will with our guests, let's get to know each other a bit more. So Barbie, why did you choose to study what you studied? Sure. So I actually started studying interior design when I left school a long time ago. We won't talk about how long ago that was. And I absolutely loved it. I find interior design as a form of escapism for me, which whether it's, you know, uh, if you're talking about your own home, you know, it's finding your own abode, it's finding comfort, it's finding safety. For me, I personally love going to restaurants and hospitality venues and retail outlets. And that's where I kind of feel like I get to escape from my everyday norm. And yeah, over the years, I've just, I guess it's always been something that doesn't matter whether I was actually working in the industry or not. It's always been a part of my life. And it's where I feel probably the most I don't know, at home with being myself is when I'm in a, in the creative industry. So yeah, that's kind of how I started it. So I started a business last year with a friend and it's called Onyx Studio. And we prim, um, primarily focus on commercial interior design around Southeast Queensland, but we pretty much can go anywhere. And I particularly love retail and hospitality design because like I said earlier, for me, it's just a form of escapism and a way to feel 
literally absolutely fabulous. I think that that's an excellent thing about design is that we can nearly, we can do it anywhere. We don't have to be there. Like, you know, if you're a bartender, you kind of got to be there to pull the beers. Mm -hmm. Like we can kind of be a bit more remote. So like one really awesome lead that I've been through Barbie because we have actually decided to join forces, which, Mm -hmm. oh, that day that you asked me if I could be your branding aspect for Onyx, (laughs) I was just like, oh my God, yes, count me in. So ever since then, then I've had this lead with a awesome adult dance studio that is local to Sunshine Coast. So I'm based in Newcastle. You know, I don't really feel like I've definitely been like stuck to one location. I've come from Narrabri, if anyone's bloody heard of that, then went to school in Tamworth, then on to Sydney to study. And then that was, of course, too much for me. So Pays and Pat and went to Newcastle. So it's been really awesome that I can can do my role effectively without actually having to be anywhere. You know, I can be anywhere I want to be as long as those people are in contact we have some kind of good internet and away we go. And that's definitely it. Like I can just hone in on a design or hone in on, you know, a particular project that someone's put before me. And it's, it is definitely a form of escapism and the joy of seeing that come to life Mm. afterwards. Like, you know, it's one thing in uni, you get to make something, you're like, oh my God, yay, I made something. But it's another thing when you actually see it real. Like I did a design for someone who selling honey and to see that label on a jar in a store. The satisfaction, it was amazing. Like it just brought another level of joy and I think that's where I love being a maker and and seeing something from, you know, coming from my head and just physically being tangible. I think that's just brings me so much joy in a really strange way. Yeah, no, it's not a strange way at all. I think too, actually with design, it's very personal. So I'm sure people can understand if, you you know, you do any kind of creative, um, if you have a creative outlet is that, when you're a designer, you can't please everybody. So it's because it is a personal, it's a very personal type of um, career. It's it's from someone's own perspective. So it doesn't matter what I do. I might think it's the best thing it's like I've ever designed in the world, but you could look at it and completely go, actually, this is terrible. So, yeah, <laughs> that can be quite – design is very much an industry where – you you can take it personally as well if people don't absolutely love the design like you do. Oh, 100%, especially like, look, this is the worst place to be a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's and it's hard to kind of segregate that. And I think it's exciting to like it's so important to have mentors and, and be connected with people to talk that through because, you know, you can't take everything personally as much as like that's the knee-jerk reaction is that, you know, you feel kind of like, oh, but – I think it's dope and not everyone else does. And it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around that. But like, I guess once you do and you make that breakthrough and the customer's happy, that that joy of their satisfaction also just like such an ego boost. Like, oh, it's like, great. I've hit the mark. I've made them happy. Like maybe it's not the direction I wanted to go, but makes me happy that they're happy. And then I've made it. It's come to life. And here we are. Yeah. Definitely. Gosh, have we already gone into like feeling emotional about design? (laughs) (laughs) It is quite an emotional thing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's all about one of the words that I think that I use a lot in my own designs is empathy, 100% about empathy and it's about connection. So I think if you don't have that little, little sensitive side to yourself and you call yourself a designer, 
I actually don't think that you can necessarily put out the best work because if you can't connect with people and feel some kind of emotional connection between what you're doing for them and even yourself, then I kind of almost feel a little bit like, what's the point? Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, And and sometimes it can be more challenging than others. Like, And I think that gives you a really great spectrum to be able to understand other people more and then it can just help in general you know if you're making those general connections it doesn't have to necessarily be about work or design but it just kind of opens up your mind a bit more and consider more I think um in kind of a strange really abstract way definitely definitely (laughs) oh goodness in regards to like where what I did and studied I studied a bachelor of communication design and um actually what took me there was that I really wanted to do costume design for film and theater and a lot of my kind of family and influence was like yep you'll be a fashion designer you'll be fashion and then I quickly realized that oh you've got to be dynamic in this world today to be competitive Mm. and I'm computer illiterate so Let's spend 80 grand on a degree and here we are, kind of good at computers and still not a costume designer, but I still love to sew in my spare time and try to, I guess, build on that portfolio as well. Um, But yeah, that's really what brought me to here to be a graphic designer. And I think one of the actually the really cool things that um, I did find out from my grandmother was that my, her husband, like I never unfortunately got to meet him, but he actually used to be a graphic designer. Really? Yeah. So that was a really cool thing that I found out from my grandmother. And I was like, oh, wow, like there's that little bit of connection there that, you know, that's where my creativity comes from. Because sometimes I really don't know how I'm my family's child. Like <laughs> there's like probably, you know, I picked up a bit of music when I was younger. And like I felt, well, actually, I didn't feel, I didn't really know what I felt. But other people kind of said, oh, you know, you pick this up pretty quickly. I remember my brother went to um, have a crack at guitar. And, he, and he's like did lessons for like maybe a year or so. And anyway, music, we had a compulsory section where we had to like, you know, learn smoke on the water, water classic. <laughs> and um, then my mom, I played it for her and she was like, don't tell your brother I said this, but man, you're already better than him. And no. I'm like, oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> like, and then other than that, oh, I guess actually, no, she's a really good painter. She tries to convince me she can't paint, but she used to do folk art and that so random. But I don't even know what that is. It's like when you, you know, those get, you get those old milk, milk barrel things and they've got the lid and they've got the side, like the old fashioned milk things. I don't know. Can't really describe it, but I like. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. I will Google it after this. Yeah, I think you're going to have to Google it um, and I will have to show you and maybe we have to pull this back out again. But, um, yeah, like I don't know if everyone everyone else knows what this is, but like the old-fashioned like milk containers and like they're probably, I don't know, they'd be like a gallon worth or something. And my mum painted that and they do like little sceneries on things. Like, oh. you know, you just get random objects and like you just do these really lifelike paintings okay. I guess and um and it was so funny when I was like in year four I had to do this like thing was like you know first fleet you yep. know creative and critical thinking assessment I remember we it was like you had to paint something you had to do something like indigenous art and so my mum got a rock and she was trying to show me how to do it and then she ended up just going oh screw it I'll just do it for you so she did my assessment I got a great mark by the way but she did a <laughs> fabulous job on that rock like a bit of dot painting there's an emu there's even a little egg that cracked and there's a little baby emu it was fabulous <laughs> um which that still sits in our garden today oh that's so cute you know I loved it so mum yeah mum tries to convince everyone oh my god I'm not I'm like, mum, shut up. Yes, you are. <laughs> You're actually really good. God. Do you think it was your parents' influence that kind of got you into creativity or it's just something that's innate, like innately inside you? 
Uh, I think I think I was like just gravitated towards it. It definitely wasn't like overly encouraged, but it also wasn't like not encouraged, if that mm. makes sense. We had access to like Legos and like I've always loved building stuff, okay. like putting things together. Like we had these really weird little connects things and you can make like dragons and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, but I've always like I'm definitely – I couldn't say that I'm an illustrator or anything like that, but I always did enjoy doing it. And I guess like that's that perfectionist and self-critic inside is that I always thought, oh, th- like this isn't good enough or I don't really like what I'm doing. And um, But I've always loved making or ma- building things and like I remember I used to steal my mum's shoe boxes and I'd make post office boxes and (laughs) like bunk beds for my bears and she came in like raging because I stole them all and of course I had like expensive shoes inside them to like protect them from (laughs) dust and moths and like she came in she was like all fiery and then she realized what I did she went well, I can't be mad because I'm actually quite impressed with what you've done here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's how I get away with it. Do you, like, do you have your that that kind of influence within your family growing up, like that creative side of things? Um, yeah, I th- when I think about it. So I grew up in like pretty much from – I was born in Australia, but I grew up in the US until I was nine. And my dad's American and my dad – um, was or still is an actor at 85. He's oh like God. currently actually has done stuff in the past year. And my mum, like she was always a dancer and that kind of thing. So my sister and I really grew up, I guess, well, we grew up in Los Angeles. And so it's kind of, I guess, the vibe where automatically you're surrounded by that kind of environment, a very creative environment. So we were encouraged to do like dancing and singing and acting and that kind of thing from a very young age. And I do feel like it doesn't matter if I'm, whether I'm doing that now or not, it's still a form of creativity of like self-expression. And so I guess it was something that was very much I guess, influenced by my parents from a very young age, which I guess I didn't really think about, you know, right from the beginning. But, yeah, it's definitely, you know, I'm a product of them, which, you know, is quite (laughs) obvious now. But, um, yeah, it's definitely something that I feel that either you're encouraged to do as a child or you're not Mm -hmm. very quickly. But, like, that's how I feel with maybe um, bringing up my daughter, that I've got to be very conscious of, I think creativity is such a a great form of expression in any way that you need to encourage any form of creativity, no matter how old they are. A hundred percent. And I think you need an outlet of some description. So, you know, whether that's building, dancing, singing, playing something, or even like to the extent of just more athletics wise, that outburst of energy to get out like what you've got all muddled up inside, you know, whether or not you're mad, you're sad, you're excited over something. Yeah. And just having the ability to, I guess, channel that into something more appropriate, you know, rather than just having outbursts or feeling quite depressed and bottled down and things. I think it's a great way to – it's a good distraction and also it's a way that you can express kind of what you're feeling and articulating Mm. it in a different way. Yeah. Because I don't know about you, I struggle with words any day. Like Mm -hmm. I always say – Should we be doing this podcast then if we struggle (laughs) with words? (laughs) I know it's ironic. Hey, like honestly, it's like you know, I've got to be. I mean, I've got a peak time, a peak time where all my words align. Yeah. Early in the morning, no, nah, she's not there. Yeah. Late in the afternoon, no, nah, she's not there. <laughs> but like peak time, and I'm like, yep, everything's together. I can articulate things, and I find that I, I really articulate with my hands a lot. Yeah. Yes, that- I can see you moving around like you're Italian. <laughs> Have you got Italian background? It's like everyone can understand that. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how like I guess our bodies want to do like 
like I always I always talk with my hands. I have people like literally go, uh, you need to chill with your hands, girlfriend. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I can't talk properly though without my hands. <laughs> it's interesting actually you talk about that, like that creative creativity is like an outlet as well. So, you know, I think about people who maybe don't work every day in the creative industry, like maybe you're an accountant. I mean, we know you can get creative with it, with numbers, oh, but you know what I mean? Like spreadsheets, so, baby. Yeah, yeah. So, maybe you're an accountant or you're a lawyer or something like that, that usually like once, you know, you clock off from the day, most people might have like a creative outlet to then, you know, like it could be I don't know, like for me, you know, I, I do dancing and that's my creative outlet when I actually, I'm a creative anyway. <laughs> Outletting from the outlet. creative outlet. outlet. But, you know, like if I was, you know, an accountant and then I wanted to log off for the day, how am I going to get that, you know, like creative game on? It's like what kind of creative ways can you find to like get those emotions out, you know, instead of like going to the gym and punching out the bag, like what else can you maybe like, is it switching your left brain to your right brain? I really need to do some research on that. But isn't like one half creative? I do believe so. Yeah, I yeah. do believe so. Definitely need to look more into yeah, that. Yeah, we need to look into that. Maybe someone, oh, if we had like a, a number, like one three hundred creative clinks, <laughs> someone could call us up and be like, you're on the air. Oh and they can God, tell yeah. us whether it's left or right brain. Anyway, I'm sure. Yeah, we need to like phone a friend. Okay, people, dial in <gasps> and please correct us because what oh, are we talking yeah. about? So I'm sure that, yeah, creativity poses as an outlet for people who don't get to do that every day, all day. 100% or even just like it's another another mode because like you were saying, like you're already spending all day trying to be creative mm-hmm. and it's another yes. mode for you that it's, it's less effort. Like I know when I'm sitting down at my computer doing my OG things for, you know, my different clients and whatnot, I can really hit a brick wall. I did, I was doing some work um, in an office, you know, last week and I was there from nine to five, but oh boy, like by the time it hit three, to be honest, didn't stop for like any kind of food break. Yeah. Just like over caffeinated and like honestly, I just hit a wall mm. and I just needed to do, I needed to do something else. Like, yeah. It was really nice to kind of, okay, finish that job. Everyone's really happy. Let's step away. Let's go home. It's five o'clock. Let's go. Definitely needed to find something else just to kind of really wind down and, and, doing something different, Mm. um, even though I enjoyed what I did. And sometimes there can be really challenges. Like sometimes people, you know, you don't always quite hit that mark and you've got to really read people and understand what is it that they're envisioning. Mm. Um, And then you're trying to decipher and translate that into something visual. I think that's also definitely a big challenge. And I think that's why I can hit such a brick wall and like that, that mental exhaustion. 100%. And I think like, oh, I wish I had access. And honestly, I'm just really lazy and I need to get myself together. Like I would love, I really wanted to try pole dancing. Oh, cool. I've done it. You'd love it. I so really much fun. give it a crack and mm-hmm. I just hear you get some ripped ads from it. And you get huge bruises. Oh, look, that's every day <laughs> anyway. Honestly, I'm like one of those girls that's like, hey, what'd you do here? I'm like, I don't know. I woke up this morning. <laughs> that's how I got that bruise. Like, I really wish I had more access. Or oh, look, not more access, probably just more effort motivation to towards yeah. Yeah, motivation <laughs> is a key word there that once again, Georgie lost her work. Um, yeah, I need that motivation to, to source those avenues mm. and 
and just like find that other outlet. And I think I always need something to keep me accountable because sometimes I'm like, it's the motivation. I really Mm. suck at keeping myself accountable. But if someone else is there where I'm like, okay, I've got to show up for them, then I feel like I can definitely get that motivation back. And then once you're in the swing, like what, it's 28 days and you've established a habit? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I just need to keep it going for 28 (laughs) days and away I go. I think though it's interesting you say that because I think though like when you're creative, it can be – extremely draining it's either extremely draining on you or it's like extremely exhilarating right so I know on days where like maybe I really need to be creative but maybe I'm not so much in the mood like it's almost like the stars and the planets need to be aligned everything needs to be perfect for me to know that I can create the best possible I guess output with my creativity like if I know my daughter's home or you know not feeling 100% or whatever then it's just not going to happen there are days I have that like especially uh, unfortunately in the times we live like I remember I got COVID and during that time I was actually like did have a deadline to work on for someone and I as much as like I was completely fine I just was not motivated to do anything at the time so I knew that my output with my creativity was going to be super bad so I didn't do it yeah a hundred percent I agree with you I really need to be in the mode and I really like love my clients but when you rush me, yes. I can't get creative. Like you got to have some patience for yeah. my brain to yeah. get into gear. Exactly, because you do have to like allow. It's almost like you need allowances for those moments when you're like, I just can't give you the best work today because either a I'm so tired or I'm just not in the right mindset. Which is something obviously, guys, too. We're we're going to be talking massively about with mindset and creativity too in future episodes, which is exciting because we both love that, don't we? Love it so much. Yeah. (laughs) Love good mindset. Love, you know, yeah, encouraging people to be the best they can be. 100%. And, like, honestly, I think my worst trait is that I can be everyone else's life coach except my own. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I know that feeling. I spit out some advice and then, like, some people come back to me and, like, I'm not too moaning whore here, but, like, Mm. I'm being serious. Like, Mm. I've had some people come back to me and just be like, wow, that was really helpful. And I'm like, bloody hell, I hope it was because, like, like shit that I can do with myself. Like, and I think that's, like, it's, like, trying to, I guess, establish, like, even this podcast, doing something, we're diving into the deep end, like I was saying, keeping me accountable, giving me that other option to just work hard on something, be motivated for something and mm. kind of you che- self-check in, you're checking in with other people and sometimes you just need a bit of a pep talk. It's okay to have a pity party every now and then. Trust yep. me, I have them. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, Barbie, you know about <laughs> all the boys. Um, but, yeah, it's it's you definitely – you need someone in your court, even though you're in someone else's court as well. Like, I think there's something that I, my wisdom that came into mind the other, like a week ago, I said someone and I said, like, look, sometimes people can't always fix themselves, you know, and you need someone else to help you fix yourself and then vice versa. It's like a semiotic relationship. And I mm. trust me, I said it way better when I said it. To- <laughs> it sounded better in my head. It sounded so much better when I said it to this person. But like, I just think it's like people, like, you know, we're, we're pack animals. And regardless if it's about creativity or just like getting work done and getting, you know, the adult things done, mm. I think it's it's really important to, to always have someone to lean on. Like, you know, sometimes you can have your lone wolves, but even then, I think it, it's it, everyone needs that little bit of a semiotic relationship like you know you you need them because they need you and mm. you know the vice versa mm. um and i think that can really help you you know be motivated or push to to do something better for yourself even like you know if other people can notice that you're down or they notice that you know you're not running at 100 that's that's nice to be checked in on 
I think, and Definitely. it's really important. And then people even just reminding you what you love and why you're here mm. and what you're doing. I th- I know there's sometimes that I've kind of lost my way in even the, the creative sphere. Like I started the OG when I finished uni and mainly for the fact that I applied to so many jobs mm. and nobody wants me. And I'm like, fine. Fun, you know, and you're me. amazing, and you're so, and you're so Stop like, it. yeah, you're so amazing at what you do and what you create and stuff. <laughs> but it's not. That's just unfortunately, we live in a world where that's just sometimes not good enough, you know. So you got to create your own like 100%, avenues, and that's it. And then <laughs> I went to an accountant, and she said to me, Georgie, I can't imagine you working with people. And I'm like, wow, compliment sandwich. Uh, where's the <laughs> where's the good bits now? She's like, I really love what you've started for yourself, and I think. You need to keep working on that. And I'm like, Mm. oh, that's nice. Mm. And I think that being my own sailor, but it is nice to kind of be mentored. But I think it's like as hard a disease and, you know, I've had my really lull moments of thinking, what am I even doing here? Yeah, You know, I've got my bill paying job, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel enlightened. I don't feel joy here Mm -hmm. and I just want to feel joy. Um, It's been definitely a lot of hard work to to find someone or a group of people that keep – keep reminding you why you're here and why you're doing it. And I think it's been really like I found those key people or just even key clients. One client um, I did some work for and he's like got a importing company. Like he's he's from Bangladesh himself. And so he's bringing that all over to Australia. And I'm like, wow, you wow. are ambitious. So he was like, oh, I'd love you to design our logo. And so I helped him do that. And he gave me the nicest, nicest feedback. Like it just boosted my ego like no tomorrow. And mm-hmm. he always messages me going, oh, I love what you're doing. And it, those little things just keep pushing you over to keep going and going and going and yeah I think it's really nice that I'm kind of at a point that I have that bit more traction mentally to keep going and pushing and not kind of throwing it in because there was definitely a lot of moments where I'm like you know really active on social media or <laughs> doing a fair bit of work and then it just stops because yes. my brain stopped and yes. my motivation stopped yes. and I think it's been now to the point where look it's always going to be hard work but definitely gotten to a nice point where I have enough people to remind me mm-hmm. okay you are good at what you're doing or confirming with me that I'm doing the right thing because yeah. I think that self-doubt sets in. It's like, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Why am I bothering? Mm-hmm. I should have just joined the army. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. We can go down there another day maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honestly, that was like my backup plan when I was like young, like going to like the school, like career expos. Okay. And um, I was like, if all else fails, I'll join the army because surely they'll take me. <laughs> You'd make some really cute uniforms, actually. Oh, that could be another avenue. (gasps) Plot twist. Looks like I'm still joining the army. (laughs) Look, in all fairness, I think with what you're saying anyway, yeah, you do need to, especially in an industry like this, find your little group of people who support you no matter what and help lift you up when you're just like, I can't do this anymore and I don't want to be the captain of my own ship anymore. I just want someone else to tell me what to do. Yeah. And believe me, I go through that like literally every day as well. It's hard work. It's hard work. And when you're trying to find motivation for just average things in life sometimes when you've also got to, you're in charge of paying your own bills and what you kind of make you create, it's it's definitely hard work. But if you've got a group, 
good group of people together, then um, it, it definitely helps. It does definitely help. And I think that something that we both thought of together was that that would really help not only like our listeners, but also ourselves and our guests is three key questions. So a common theme that we're going to try and have is that we ask our guests three questions and we're going to look over that. So I think Barbie, I'm going to throw off the questions to you so you can start. Um, so what the first question is, what do you say to people who claim that they're not creative. Okay. So for me, I think it comes down to what your definition of creativity is. A lot of people think that being creative is like you're a painter or you're a designer or something that's, I guess, very cliched in the creative world. But really, I think it's about looking at, it could be a problem or it could be an object. It could literally be anything in life that is very literal and you use your imagination to change it into something different. So it's about creating your own, putting your own value onto, I guess, something that you want to change. So creativity is literally everywhere in this world. I think that was, I think that is a good answer there, Barbie. So I think that leads us on to the next question that's a bit more focused on yourself here. So if life has no barriers, what would your career look like? I would definitely still be a designer. I would love to have like my chain of like high end luxury hotels. Oh my God. That you find like in the desert in the middle of Utah or I don't know, like the Arabian desert somewhere. Yeah, because that's where I want to be. Oh my goodness, (laughs) what? Yeah, and I just have my minions. Like, I know. You're going to belly dance your way through things. The same minions? No, no, because they're little yellow people. Correct, correct. And they have their own language. I definitely have my own language. Oh my God, yes. Uh, So, yeah, I would, if I had an endless amount of money, endless amount of time, and I could just like teleport myself everywhere. I'd just be creating like these incredible hotels for people to stay at. Wow. Would they be like themes? No, I'm not into themes. Yeah, I don't do Halloween just either. <laughs> just putting it out there. So get I to l- Halloween. I'm not doing Halloween, by the way. Oh my god. Yeah, I know. Wow, that's a really interesting interesting thing like I, I really didn't expect you to answer mm. with teleporting mm. places and making boutique hotels that yeah. is really cool okay final question for you mm-hmm. what advice would you give to your 15 year old self mm. that I'd probably say don't be too hard on yourself that's definitely something I have I remember being that age and feeling like I had to be perfect in so many different shapes and forms and I actually feel like that's always been with me a little bit my whole life like still at my age so that's yeah don't be so hard on yourself and also don't worry about what other people think about you just be your own competition probably more than anything oh wow I love that yeah be your own competition actually I've got this little saying in my office at the moment that someone gave me a few months ago and it says I love myself regardless oh that's really nice I know it sounds a little bit like but it's true (laughs) but you know what I keep it up there because it's so simple but it's true like it shouldn't matter whether a you didn't do the job you wanted to do or you know b you didn't run 10ks this week or whatever it it is you know you did what you did you still got out of bed today and um yeah you don't just stop putting so much pressure on yourself all the time oh wow I really just need to listen to you you need to advise my 15 year old self Thank you. That's my wise words today. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. wise words. Thank you. All right. So going back to you now, Georgie, I'm going to ask you these questions too. So what do you say to people who claim they aren't creative? Bullshit. <laughs> I think it's, it's very, look, similar to what you were saying, but I think it's, it's a way that 
you think and you know you can have people I guess like it kind of does say that they're not creative but it does take effort and I think that creativity like you're not not creative because you're if you're a problem solver you've got to be creative because you've got to think of how to fix something yes that's the word I was looking for yeah exactly you know like if you've got a cupboard that's falling off like you know and you don't have your tools mm. how are you gonna get it to stay on either you rip the whole thing off that's a solution it's a very yeah. simple solution or you could jerry rig it to keep it closed like i think it's it's the way you think and i think it's lateral thinking mm. i think that's the key yeah, word that's there the word, lateral, is that, yeah. that you think a bit more on how to solve a problem and and that's what i think is that's also creativity like you know you might not be able to draw i can't draw for shit i can't I either can't, like people like oh you'd be able to illustrate no i cannot illustrate Mm. to save my life i can put a dart in your shirt though (laughs) that's about it you know like i i can't do any of that like oh fashion drawing oh i remember when i had to do that at for my vet course and i was hopeless and it honestly made me cry (laughs) because Mm. like Mm. i am quite a perfectionist and and that's the probably like a really hard thing to get around is that not everything's going to be perfect you've got to make it your own style so i think eventually i've been able to find my own style there but i think yeah i just call people out and go nah that's not a good enough answer because if you're if you problem solve if you think outside the box every now and then you're a form of creative like if you have to think oh what i've got four ingredients in my cupboard i need to make myself dinner <laughs> you make it happen and sometimes it tastes dope like yeah that's a form of creativity creativity you've had to really think outside the box and make a make a flow out of nothing you know so yeah i think i think that's what i would say to excellent people. answer i love that mm, thank you okay so if life has no barriers what would your career look like Oh, that is an excellent question. It that is. We came yeah. up with. <laughs> I know. Um, well, if I had no barriers to my career, I really wanted, okay, as a child, my key goal in life was to be a florist in France. I know, right? I'd live there. I'd have my baguettes, my croissant, mm-hmm. my champagne breakfast, mm-hmm. and I'd have my little little florist and I'd have, like, grey hair and I'd rock it. That it. was my total goal. But I think my ultimate, ultimate goal that, you know, if there was no barriers to what I could do, I could travel around the world and I could do costume design for film and theatre and but applying really really crazy technology to it like Mm. there was this really awesome youtube video that i watched and that's like what i think hooked me on just thinking outside the box for costume and it was a i can't remember for the life of me i've got it saved in my chrome tab though but it's um where they had this dress and then she walked along you know it was all like really poofy and gorgeous and then she walked under a shower and because it was attached with solvi which is a a water soluble material i guess Mm. is the layman's terms that i could put it as my textiles teacher would kill me if she hears me referring it to like that but Mm -hmm. anyway and when it's wet it disappears so then once it disappeared like all this other key stitching came out and the whole thing the whole garment changed wow like i think it was like this button-up really gorgeous elegant common maybe it wasn't this actual dress it was like a skirt and kind of blousey top style but then it melted away and was this beautiful sleek frock How amazing and i think that's that's the kind of stuff i wanted to do and i saw that and i was like hell to the year cool. i want to do that kind of stuff so i think if i had no barriers that's the kind of crazy stuff i'd like to do awesome very exciting okay and last question what advice would you give to your 15 year old self i think i'd give myself is that don't let other people determine what you're going to do Mm. because I did kind of have a few different people that I guess influenced with what I chose to do in school or influenced or tried to pigeonhole me into being something. And then like you get controversial, like I had people decide to tell me, oh, you'll never be a fashion designer, Georgie. Mm. You'll never do this. And I think I let too many people influence me in my choices. And I think 
that's what I definitely give myself is that don't let people pigeonhole you. Don't let other people influence what you want to do. And don't let other people change your mind. Because I think there's a big difference between giving advice and telling someone what to do. Very true. And I think, you know, some of that I took as advice or, you know, you're the adult, you'd be smarter than me and that kind of thing. And look, sometimes I am, no, that's not the case. You know, sometimes mm. you, you, you're you you're really the only one that knows what you want to do and how you're going to get there. You know, sometimes you can get people help you or guide you on how to get there. But if they start, there's like a really fine line where they cross over and they start telling you how to get there or telling you you won't get there. Yeah. Which I think is such a cop out. You know, I, I think that can really influence you going into a direction that you don't want to be in. Mm. Um, and then it's really hard to kind of claw back from that or re realign yourself to the path you want to go on as an adult. So I think that's the, the key advice I'd give myself. Interesting. I love that. I do feel like that, yes, it's either depending on your personality if someone tells you that you can't do something, either you'll go, oh my gosh, and crawl into a ball and that's just all that's going to stick in your head for, you know, however many years or the rest of your life, or it's going to completely motivate you to, you know, pretty much like say stuff you do them kind of thing. So it can go definitely the wrong way, which is people just don't think, you know, how much that would how much it's going to affect other people future. when you talk like that yeah yeah and i think it's like and then some people can be really i don't know is vindictive the correct yes. word here that where you know they they then need to come back for revenge mm. and it's like well the big stuff you 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 push me in this way and now i've had to claw my way back but yeah. look at me now like yep. i think there's a wholesome way of doing it you know improving to people well regardless of your opinion here i am bitch (laughs) (laughs) well that is our first episode that was so much fun georgie i really enjoyed it and i'm i'm really looking forward to to having our first guest on and and getting our clink on but i think yeah thank you everyone who's decided to listen in and don't forget to subscribe oh yes don't forget to subscribe and um definitely give us both a little stalk so um what's your plug here barbie uh, my Instagram is at onyxstudio.au. And I am the underscore original Georgie. And um, have a very creative win. Uh, creative wink. Creative <laughs> what wink. about creative win? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. See, it's already that time I've run out of words. Georgie, one last thing. Can I get a whoop, 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 whoop? <laughs> we will dive into the meaning of that. But for now, we'll leave you with that and have a great week. Cheers. Uh-huh.